T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Broadcast in a world of ignorant nonsense. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Hope all is well in your world. You know, we talk so many times on this program about the issue of narratives. And we had some extended segments on this very subject over the past few days. And I continue to encourage you, because I think most of you are people in the know. You're thoughtful people, just by the fact that you're engaged in talk radio. And I'm serious when I say this, you're a cut above the rest. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with music stations or anything like that. I enjoy listening to music in my off time. But I can also tell you that I find it very, very significant that many of you are listening to talk radio because you're cultivating your minds. You are readers. Your researchers, you wanted to dig into deeper meanings of things and not just accept somebody's word for it, not accept what an advocacy group tells you. And it's for that reason. You listen to programs like this. You want to go a little deeper and you want a balanced picture of reality, the real world, real life. Not the universe that is created by fantasy. I think, as you know, the left very much is engaged in creating fantasy world. Because the goal is to produce some sort of utopia. And utopia comes about by the right people being in office who are going to fix all of our problems they're going to have all of the experts to address every single thing that the human heart desires. So I commend you for the fact that you don't settle for that. I'm reminded as well just how much work we have to do. And the reason behind this is because so many folks are not very thoughtful. They buy into the narratives no matter what these narratives are. I 
had an interesting conversation yesterday evening, and I think I intrigued some family members <laughs> who I was having a discussion with. I gave them my very short monologue on what I think has happened to advocacy groups, civil rights groups, women's groups, the alphabet mafia groups, because the agenda has really shifted, shifted from where it started for all of these organizations. One of the things that you're likely to hear as a result of the abandonment of Roe versus Wade is how many women's lives are in danger, not just the women who just want a safe legal abortion by the fact that they might have to risk their lives to do a back alley abortion. But there's also the danger of these extremists who are opposed to abortions who might commit acts of violence against clinics and other places. Haven't you heard this narrative? That this is the threat out there. And what's really terrible, what's really terrible is how so many people are potentially intimidated to the point where they may not feel comfortable enough to go to one of these clinics and kill their babies. I mean, that's, that's really what they're saying here. Well, let's blow up another narrative this morning, ladies and gentlemen. For all of the belly aching and all of the histrionics out of the mainstream news media and the radical leftist groups, we've learned something very interesting from the FBI. A really good post, this post is from a man you're probably familiar with. I believe he's a liberal, Jonathan Turley. I really like Jonathan Turley. He's a liberal, but the guy is fair. Here's what he posted on social media. The FBI just announced 70% of the abortion-related attacks have been on pro-life centers. Is this what you've been hearing? I haven't. Turley goes on to say it appears the inverse of the coverage of the mainstream media, which is focused on the minority of attacks on pro-choice locations. Boy, isn't this interesting. Now again, this is not something where I'm going to tell you to believe me, listen me, trust me. Well, why don't we turn to the story itself? And the story emanates from the FBI director, Christopher Wray, who addressed the genuine statistics on what's happened with violence related to abortion. Here is Christopher Wray in a conversation with Senator Rick Scott on the subject of abortion-related threats of violence and violence. Listen up. Well, first let me say, uh, I firmly believe that the FBI is going about its work uh, and doing the right thing in the right way. Now, uh, I'm glad you raised this topic because it gives me an opportunity to speak to it. Uh, we have our view, my view, plainly expressed to all of our people 
uh, including in the context of abortion-related violence, is that I don't care what side of the issue you're on, uh, you don't get to engage in violence. And we are equal opportunity when it comes to that. Now, we have quite a number of investigations as we speak into attacks or threats against pregnancy resource centers, faith-based organizations, and other pro-life organizations. And you might be interested uh, to know that since the uh, Dobbs Act decision, probably in the neighborhood of 70% of our abortion-related uh, violence cases or threats cases are cases of violence or threats against pro-life where the victims are, are pro-life organizations. Um, and we're going after that through our Joint Terrorism Task Forces, uh, through our criminal authorities, FACE Act, and things like that. We have about 20 field offices involved in this. And so we take it very seriously. And again, I don't care whether you're motivated by pro-life views or pro-choice views. You don't get to use violence to express it. Wow. Christopher Ray, who is setting the record straight here, most of these cases where we see violence or threats of violence, the target, pro-life entities. So this is yet another thing that I hope you keep in mind as you watch the mainstream news media and see how this issue is covered. Keep this in mind. Remember, who is really committing the majority of these acts and threats of violence? Don't forget it, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And this person's basically saying this reminds this texture of 1930s Germany. The brown shirts were attacking anything Jewish. The black shirts were attacking anything religious. Why isn't the media reporting this? It doesn't fit the narrative. That's the reason. 
We have a media that no longer is simply reporting news. They have a filter by which they view these things. And this is how they report. Another pro-life issue we will talk about a little bit later on. But before we get there, I want to listen in on some pretty interesting things that are going on right now in Walterboro, South Carolina. This is a trial that's getting a lot of attention. In fact, it's getting nationwide attention, the trial of Alex Murdaugh. It is underway. They're calling this one of the most highly publicized trials in modern South Carolina low country history. It got underway yesterday in Collison County with some strong and graphic testimony. I understand that that testimony is continuing today. The person on the stand right now, I do not know his name, but he's speaking right now. He is one of the first responders, I believe. I want to listen in a little bit of what he has to say in the courtroom. This is a live feed of what is taking place. Uh, let's listen up. Well, for two hours this afternoon in the pickup truck. That's your son, Paul? Somebody Yes, sir. They, they've already checked them. They did check them? Yes, sir. that they're dead? Yes, sir. That's what it looks like. When you observed these victims, was it obvious that they had injuries incompatible with life? Yes, any reasonable person that came upon those bodies would have come to a conclusion that they were deceased. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm. You're fine. Mm. I'm very sorry. <clears throat> Can I call her here? What, what's, what's her name? Her name's Maggie Murdoch. Margaret Brandstetter Murdoch. How you doing? What's her birthday? Um. Pause it right there. What did the defendant just say? Let me back it up. Margaret Brandstetter Murdoch. How you doing? What did the defendant say right there? So while I'm in the process of gathering information about the two victims from Mr. Murdaugh, somebody walks by behind me and he pauses what he's telling me to say, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah. And who was that he said that to? I'm not 100% certain. I believe it was a fire rescue individual. What's her birthday? Um, 9-15-68. Okay, and what's your son's first name? You said Paul? Paul Terry Murdoch. And what's his birthday? Jason, um, if you have anyone coming through town, if you can stop and pick up that tent, I see lights and light in the distance. What, are they covering them up? I got some getting dressed now, Sheriff. I'll have somebody stop and grab it. Tell them they don't have to do that. They don't need to. Preserve what we can. This is audio of Alex Murdoch. As you're listening to the live feed out of the courtroom. That's Paul's birthday. Um, um, this witness, by the way, is testifying. Murdoch did not appear to be crying. You said 99. This, as you know, is part of the prosecutor's case as we listen in. He was born in 99. He was born April 14, 1999. Okay. 
What's your, what's your first name, sir? My name is Alex Richard Alexander Murdoch. Let me ask you this. In your interactions with Mr. Murdoch, was he able to understand your questions and respond appropriately to what you were asking? Yes. Was he catatonic in any way? No. He was able to answer all the questions that I asked him. Was he panicking in any way? He seemed upset, but I wouldn't say panicky. Uh, did you notice any labored breathing or anything like that from Mr. Murdoch? Yeah, he um, was breathing heavily. Uh, never once did he complain about um, not being able to breathe. I mean, there were fire rescue guys out there. He didn't ask for any kind of medical attention or anything like that due to not being able to breathe. Richard Alexander Murdoch. We're going to break away from this, but I wanted you to listen in just a little bit to give you a sense of uh, how this is um, really starting off with a bang, this trial. And as I mentioned, it's getting national attention. Many of you in the upstate have been following this story. Uh, to give you some background, for those of you who may not be familiar with this story, uh, here's what this case is all about. They the prosecution is trying to prove that Murdoch murdered his wife and his son on the night of June 7th, 2021. And that's really the heart of this case. Right now, you are hearing witnesses. You've just heard one of the witnesses who's testifying. They also played some actual audio of conversation that took place with Mr. Murdoch the night of the murder. And they are partially raising questions about his state of mind in terms of is, is this consistent with somebody who would truly be in grief after finding, as he reported, his wife and his son dead. So that's what's happening right now during this trial. You're hearing testimony that has taken place. Uh, to uh, speak to the events that occurred that night and this first encounter with a first responder with Mr. Murdoch himself. We'll continue to follow this trial. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this unfolds. Uh, I'm watching right now the video of this, and uh, even without listening in, it looked very, very intriguing and very obvious that... Um, People in the courtroom are very much glued to what is taking place here. So we'll keep you posted on developments in this particular case and uh, give you any updates along the way. A little bit earlier, I told you we'd have another story on the pro-life issue because this is going to be interesting to watch in the aftermath of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Now we've got a totally different environment. Because whereas before, you had politicians who could say, well, Roe versus Wade is the law of the land. There's nothing I can do about it. Now, it's a totally different ballgame. You've got a scenario where this is a battle that is fought in every state. And there are some pro-life groups that are very much concerned about the lack of fight from some politicians, including right here in the Carolinas. We'll talk about that as we continue. Stay with us.
This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. And over on that text line, we've got this. Vince, I just started listening to your show. Abortion's a painful subject. And that we don't come together to be aware, really, how the procedure is done. Maybe there should be a 30 minutes, a 30-minute view on how abortion is done for 60 minutes with Scott Pelley chewing on his reading glasses. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't hold your breath waiting for that. You know how this works. I love this text. The biggest false narrative out there to me, the Democrat Party, is for black people. <laughs> yeah, that is a huge, huge false narrative. Vincent, your view, is Alex Murdoch, is he a sociopath? Perhaps like the person who committed the murders out in Idaho? I don't know. I really don't. This story is really bizarre. It's quite bizarre. And it'll be interesting to see what line of defense that we see out of the legal team that really, I think, has quite a job cut out for it. So hopefully we'll be able to answer your question once this is over with, with some of the testimony we're likely to hear during the course of this trial. I mentioned the abortion issue and how, in terms of narratives, you have people in the mainstream news media and politicians on the left that would have you believe that abortion clinic workers and others and patients, they are at risk because of people who want to get rid of abortions. And we've established the fact that 70% of the violence and threats of violence are directed toward pro-life people. Well, on this subject, we're starting to find out a little bit, little bit more about what some of these politicians are made of. You see, it was very easy to hide when Roe versus Wade was in place because there was really nothing for Republicans to do except for to talk about how they're pro-life. But when you have to vote, when you have to speak, when you have to take a stand that may not be popular. It's another story, isn't it? Breitbart has an interesting story about how one South Carolina member of Congress is coming under scrutiny because of her position. A leading pro-life group has blasted Nancy Mace for claiming abortion is the reason why Republicans did not win a larger majority in the midterms. Marjorie Denenfelser, president of Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, released a statement this week after Mace's appearance on NBC's Meet the Press. During the interview, Mace said abortion is the reason we didn't get more of a majority. Abortion is the reason. She said we could have had a two-dozen-seat majority. But we don't. This was an issue top of mind for swing voters. When you're looking ahead to 2024, 
going to the extremes and digging in, this isn't going to work for most people. When I look at every issue, not just on Roe versus Wade, but every issue, we're so divided. Isn't that interesting? Dannon Felser stated Mace said she is pro-life, while implying that her Democrat colleagues are currently willing to reach a national compromise on abortion. Ms. Dannon Felser added, she failed to mention every Democrat except one just voted against a bill that would have required babies born alive. Are you listening to this? Babies born alive after a failed abortion to receive basic health care rather than be left to die. She goes on, being pro-life requires opposition to the destruction of children and tragic underestimation of women that abortion is, this is first and foremost, a human rights issue. And failure to take a strong, coherent stand and contrast it with the extremism of the other side, for example, by supporting a minimum national standard limiting abortions when unborn babies' heartbeats can be detected or when they feel pain, it's an abandonment of leadership. And she says it's also a losing political strategy, as we saw in the midterms. So she's saying the real reason, if if they're losing, it's because They've really not given people a reason to vote for them because they're wishy-washy. That's what she's saying. Now, Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America, has previously slammed attempts by squishy Republicans to blame the less-than-dazzling outcome of the 2022 midterms on the pro-life movement. Ms. Dannenfelser put out a memo after the midterms, pointing out GOP, this is really important, folks, GOP pro-life candidates win in competitive races if they define their opponents as abortion extremists who support abortion on demand with no limits and contrast that with a clearly defined pro-life position centered around consensus such as pain-capable or heartbeat limits. She pointed to examples of candidates who did this very effectively and either have won or have a strong shot at winning as races are settled. Like Marco Rubio. Right here in North Carolina, Senator Ted Budd, J.D. Vance in Ohio, and Ron DeSantis down in Florida. Here's what she added. It's especially worth highlighting governors who signed ambitious pro-life legislation into law and never flinched politically despite running in competitive races. Ron DeSantis signed a pain-capable law, won by 19.4%. Mike DeWine of Ohio signed a heartbeat law, won by 25.6%. Brian Kemp signed a heartbeat law, won by 7.5%. Greg Abbott signed a heartbeat law, trigger law with complete protections, won by 11.1%. Now, nobody doubts that the Dobbs decision caused a political earthquake. It did give the Democrats the opportunity to motivate their depressed base. They spent $391 million on abortion-focused TV ads, and I saw a good number of those. But she said, They did not prevail against candidate who went on offense. 
While we have examples of pro-life GOP candidates who were prepared and went on offense, there are also examples of candidates who were not prepared and took the ostrich strategy, burying their heads in the sand and running from the issue, allowing their opponents to define them. And one example of that, Dr. Oz. And she says this is one of the reasons that you will not be calling him Senator Oz. I think this is really on the money. What do you think? Stay with us. Over on the text line, Vince, abortion's now a state's rights issue. It's never been a constitutional right. Remember what Obama said about Obamacare? It's the law of the land. Deal with it. <laughs> Vince, love your show and perspective. My question is, why can't the Republican Party really push birth control? It would be so much cheaper. Now that we've got control of the House, push free birth control and information. I, I think it's a brilliant idea. It's the perfect opportunity to promote a safe way to accomplish all the things that everybody seems to want. You've got people who don't want babies, obviously. Then other people who don't want abortions. There's your solution. This texter says, Vince, shouldn't we outlaw any form of contraception in doctors performing vasectomies? Isn't that denying a potential baby life? What is your position on this? Come on. It's a difference between, you know, it, it would be like a woman destroying her eggs. That's, that's not something that's a concern of mine. But at the point of fertilization, and certainly at the point where you have a heartbeat that is a human being and this is gone far beyond a potential life to a life which is why i believe those lives need to be protected jim out of easily says vince unless the mother's life is in danger no abortion is permissible Remember, Planned Parenthood was founded by a devout white supremacist named Margaret Sanger for the express purpose of eradicating the black race. Nothing has changed for Democrats. No, it hasn't. Not in the least. I think it's great the Republicans keep pushing the abortion issue. I love it. I also love the fact Donald Trump is going to be back on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> no way him or his followers are going to let anybody else on the Republican side be the nominee 
total, complete chaos. This person is looking forward to what is ahead. Just curious, moving forward, are these unwanted children able to be dropped off at these politicians' houses? Well, why not? I'd rather have them dropped off alive than sucked into a sink. <laughs> I like this. This person saying, the solution is to keep your darn pants on. Don't want taxpayers paying for anything. Yeah. And this person reminding me, we already get free birth control in the state of South Carolina. Okay. That sounds like a great promotional campaign to make people aware of that. What do you think? Would that even do any good? Kind of curious about that. I raised the question early, earlier this week. Earlier this week, we had a discussion about the decision that Joe Biden had apparently made, and we now know that he has made, to supply Ukraine with tanks for their ongoing war with Russia. And one of the questions I raised, should we be concerned about the level of involvement that we have? We're going to talk about this question in just a bit. Because now there are calls for us to supply other types of weapons. See, this is the question I raised the other day. Where do we stop? Before we delve into this, let's go out to a call from Ethan wanting to talk about the abortion issue. Good morning, Ethan, and welcome. Good morning, Vince. I love your show. Thank you for being out there. Thank um, you. So the birth control, um, or most forms of it, I'm not super familiar with it, but most forms of birth control are also an abortifacient. So um, it often does cause the baby to die. So I know that that would be one reason that wouldn't, a lot of people wouldn't agree with that. A lot of the pro-life movement, myself I'm, included. I'm curious, are, are you Catholic, Ethan? No, I'm a Christian. Okay. The reason I ask that, because I know there are a lot of, uh, this is very much a Catholic view um, on this particular subject to the point where, and this is why you have someone like uh, Clarence Thomas, who has even brought up the subject of contraception. And, uh, you know, it's, this is where it gets really, um, gets a little bit messy, to say the least. Um, I do get it with the morning after pill, for instance. I recognize, you know, that that's one thing. But would you agree, though, that we should at least, in the very least, we should look for the the greatest consensus we can find on this issue, for instance, uh, the heartbeat, do you think that's a good place to start? And perhaps we can move back from there, Ethan. What do you think? Well, I think in a lot of ways it looks very attractive to do like the heartbeat bills and things like that. Um, but it's also to some degree, um, it's often like you're getting thrown a bone and you're accepting it rather than taking than than you're it's on the it's, fact that it is a life and yeah it sounds like you're you're looking for more ethan and i fully understand that i am so sorry that we're up against a hard break do call again ethan we can continue the subject another time hour number two is straight ahead
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.